if all you're reliant on is cash from wages, which get the worst tax treatment, that's right. Then you're in trouble. And that's, that's what right. I really started to pick up in that environment. What wealthy people are doing that we're not doing. Wealthy people out earn us. They out invest us. They retain more of their money year to year with efficient tax strategy. And then they avoid probate. Mm -hmm. So those are the four things that wealthy people do better than we do. And I usually just break down. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are live. Welcome back to another game-changing episode of Give Yourself a Promotion. And we have a beautiful and very special guest joining us today. She's a wealth coach and the founder of the Unapologetic Wealth Brand and Movement that helps ambitious women leaders and business owners up-level their money mindset. She's also inspiring women around the globe how to win in business and at home with ease. Natalie Bullen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Oh, no, no, not a problem at all. What an exciting time. Spring is here. Spring has sprung. I'm so glad. With that I comes, hate winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with that comes a lot of money, money decisions, a lot of spring cleaning, right? And you have an actual very beautiful story and journey that I wanted to be able to capture here on the show that I felt like the listeners will take really, really great stride and pride in. And tell us a little bit more just about your journey and building a wealthy mindset, a wealthy money mindset before diving into your successes there. Of course, we're going to go through a couple of different entrepreneur decisions that you've made. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in entrepreneurship for one, and then what attracted you specifically to your niche? You know what? It's totally unintentional. And I think mm -hmm. when it's it, God had plans. That's it right. Stuck up on me. Let me say that. I was uninformed. God was very informed. And I've always liked money. I've always wanted to work in banking. I could never land a bank job. I worked through college. I lost my scholarship. And mm. I worked and worked. I paid my bills on time. I paid my rent on time. I did everything right, in my opinion. I, I went straight to college. I got an MBA. I, I couldn't see where I was doing something wrong. It wasn't mm. until a series of unfortunate events, a bad breakup, a health scare, a job mm. loss that I went from being able to pay my bills on time to having to file bankruptcy. Whoa. And it was so traumatic and it was so sudden. And I learned, you know, I called my creditors and talked to them. And it was very, you're not late yet. We can't help you. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be late. I'm telling you now, I'm responsible. I have a payment due on the 12th. I'm not going to be able to pay it. Well, call us after the 12th. Well, mm. then you're going to ding me with late payments. You're going to hurt my credit. That's right. Well, that's the only way we can help you. Out of maybe 20 creditors, you know, spread between the student loans and other debts, the car loan, mm. one creditor would work with me. And that was Chase. Mm. They're the only creditor who would lower my interest rate and my payment before I made a late payment, before I defaulted. Everyone else was like, you got to wait until your credit is basically ruined. And mm. my ego couldn't accept that. That's right. I, I learned if you don't have a savings, you're done. You know, we harp on credit in this country. Credit is so important. Credit is, is king. Credit is leverage. Rich people use leverage. 
But I'm here to say, if you are a black person and you make less than $100,000, excellent credit is not the savior. You mm. need cash. If I had had cash, I would have been able to sidestep almost every bad thing that happened to me at that junction in my life. And so wow. when I finally, you know, I worked through therapy and I got a job at the bank and, and really started talking to people. And I realized the way that we do things is never going to equal wealth. Like mm -hmm. hard work will never make wealth. Talk about it. Whoa. Ever, ever. You cannot hard work your way into wealth. No wealthy person, you know, is working two jobs. It's just not happening. So mm. what we're doing is just solidifying our middle classness. It just keeps mm. us middle class and it makes us feel really good about it. And talking to ultra high net worth people working at an affluent branch, being the only black person in the branch, I started to notice some things. And I'm like, wait, why am I the only person working a second job? Everybody else gets to go home to their spouse at night. Hello. Why, Hello? why everybody else maxing out their 401k and I say I can't afford what? What? Mm. I really had to start thinking. So I started engaging and I'm like, everything we've been taught is wrong. I follow all the rules. I had a strict budget. I didn't travel. I didn't go on vacations. I didn't take my PTO. I didn't buy Louis Vuitton purses. I've never been to Atlanta. I mean, I, I just don't have any luxury in my life. And so all mm. I could wonder was how could someone who was such a frugal person have still mm. ended up in this trap? How? It didn't, it wasn't logical to me. I should have had two, three kids, two, three houses, two, three Birkin bags to be filing bankruptcy. Where my yacht? I thought you needed a yacht. Trump had a yacht when he filed bankruptcy. I was wearing my yacht. I didn't like it. So I learned you have to unlearn the way that you believe about money. And that became my mission. And I, I know it sounds cliche, but if I could just help one person sidestep the, the trauma and the issues I went through. It'll be worth it. I know people say oh. one person ain't enough, but for me, for me, if one person listening to this podcast thing, Natalie is right. I need mm -hmm. to earn more money. Enough is enough. She's right. I'm on the precipice. I'm living a dangerous life where just one cataclysmic event like a pandemic could throw yep. my family's whole future into a tailspin. In terms mm -hmm. of how I got in this niche, I think the niche got into me. Mm -hmm. I don't think I made a choice there. Mm. I think y'all chose me. That's right. Actually, it is because your story is what helped catapult your interest into the niche. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you talked about it a little bit. And I, I want to kind of go back to that because I thought it was very interesting what you said, even just your own experiences, you know, going through the, the bankruptcy and learning, having to unlearn some of the things that you thought were right. Mm -hmm. But your own experiences is what helped teach you that. So as your brand continues to expand and different opportunities presents itself again, you had that experience working in the C-suite level, working yep. with people that not, don't necessarily look like you, that make different types of money decisions. How do you, you know, over, how did you overcome some of the challenges to continue to push forward in the midst of an economic roller coaster that we're in right now, right? And how you're teaching more women and business owners to live in that mindset. And how would you remain creative and attractive to those type of women to embody that money mindset as we go through this, you know, economic roller coaster right now? You know, I'm gonna sound weird, but I don't think we're in an economic roller coaster. Mm. Not right now. I think, I think if you're wealthy, it's a great time to be alive. Mm -hmm. I think our issue is we usually don't know 
how to capitalize on economic events. We don't understand micro and macro economics and the forces that kind of shift things. So when we see volatility, we hide. We think, oh no, I'm not gonna put money in the stock market. I'm not gonna invest right now. I'm gonna bunker down with my cash and hide. Wealthy people are making deals right now. They are buying land. They are buying real estate. They are dumping tens of millions of dollars into the stock market right now. So mm-hmm. they're actually up. Um, I I would say in the last two years, my let's say my hypothetical ten thousand dollars might be twenty five right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I I just can't. I would have to go back and look at a statistical chart of how much money the stock market has made since the pandemic hit. We are mm-hmm. just on an incredible bull market that right. doesn't look like it's That's slowing right. down. But we are fearful of investing. So we're on a roller coaster because we're doing what? Relying on wages. That's right. We're waiting on a paycheck. So yeah, if you're still waiting on a paycheck, you are on a roller coaster right now because you don't know if you're gonna have a job, keep a job. You don't know if your business gonna your mm-hmm. company gonna go out of business, or they gonna lay you off, or they gonna make you work like a dog, or they gonna make you travel overnight, or they gonna bring you back in the office. You don't know. That's why there's all this volatility. But I want to show my clients. Look. This is what wealthy people do. They wait for a downturn. They wait for That's a right. recession and That's then they gobble up assets and, and with all that cash. And so when the and when the depression or recession is over, their, their balance sheet is flush with assets. Mm-hmm. We typically come out of recessions worse than how we started because mm-hmm. we go in with debt and have to deplete down our cash to pay our debt. In That's terms right. of creative ways to attract people, I think I just say things that people already know in a way that they haven't thought about. Mm. You know, you look at a game like Monopoly. We all know the rules. Imagine playing Monopoly, not buying any real estate, not getting any assets, but just going around the board and collecting $200 and and, and just trying to avoid going to jail. <laughs> That's what most of us are doing. We're playing Monopoly. The wrong. We just we as long as we can catch a payday, right? That's and, right. That's and I true. used to suck at Monopoly. I lost every Scrabble. I tell you what, but Monopoly, I could never <laughs> win because my focus was just on getting around the board another time to collect two hundred dollars. That was my mm-hmm. whole focus. But people who win Monopoly, their goal is to buy as much real estate. Mm-hmm. And as many utilities and as many assets as possible. So when you land on it, you can pay them money. Right. And so obviously it's a longer term strategy, but it's so much smarter. If all you're reliant on is cash from wages, which get the worst tax treatment. That's right. Then you're in trouble. And that's, that's what right. I really started to pick up in that environment. What wealthy people are doing that we're not doing. Wealthy people out earn us. They out invest us. They retain more of their money year to year with efficient tax strategy, and then they avoid probate. Mm-hmm. So those are the four things that wealthy people do better than we do. And I usually will just break down one of those things, make a post about it to put awareness out there. I still ain't with the singing, pointing, dancing, real thing, but <laughs> you know, that's I, your methodology, right? Yeah, that's my, my, method, my method ain't dancing the pop smoke about finance, but to each his own. <laughs> See, <laughs> so if y'all want to do that, if y'all want to laffy taffy, that's cool. 
I'm old. I ain't gonna do it. But if 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 y'all want to lean with it, rock with it. You weigh into sales. If people buy from yeah. you on that, no shade. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. <laughs> I'm like, why are y'all doing that? I watch that stuff, and I, I'm always curious: is it work? Like, not just for growing a following. Are they getting paid? I always wonder: is that making them money? But right, it's got to be right. working for them to keep doing it, right? Right. But I think I think, you know, if people are basing it on strategy and not on trend, it's different. Right. Because each strategy has a purpose. And so if your strategy is to build engagement around a topic that it may be different from, you know, to build sales around that topic. And it's two different things. You, you can do it the same at the same time. But the objective is totally different. So I agree with you like 100 percent. And that kind of brings me into into my next my next phase, because. You know, how important is it for you to push feminine representation and wealth disparities amongst African-Americans and decisions that they make? Because, yes, you have seen um, what it looks like for wealthy people to make better decisions for their money. Right. And so how important has it become for you to to push that representation and also to dispel some of those different disparities amongst the black community? It's tough. Uh, Mm -hmm. The wealth gap is. It's de- it's crushing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it is horrible. I, I read statistics that I I I still don't really grasp them. Mm-hmm. My biggest why is on what black owned businesses generate in revenue. So the average woman run business generated in 2020 149,000 in revenue. That's mm-hmm. average among all races. If you isolate just Latino, just Latina women, it's about fifty-four thousand a year in gross revenue. If you isolate that to just Black women, it was twenty-four thousand. Two four zero zero zero, and that's for a year of revenue. Now you tell me, how are you supposed to pay taxes, pay yourself, invest in the, you know, put money in your IRA, feed your children, pay your mortgage, invest in coaching? On 24th, you can't, you cannot. So, you know, we talk a lot about the wealth disparity, but I'll tell you something shocking. The gender pay gap gets larger when women Mm -hmm. go into business for themselves. Mm -hmm. So all this time we've been blaming the men, right? We've been Mm -hmm. telling ourselves that the gender pay gap is because some man in some HR department decided that men would get paid more than women, but women do it to ourselves. The patriarchy Mm -hmm. is so ingrained. That even when we set our own prices, we set them at one fifth of what men do. That's right. That's very true. Why? That's even scarier. Because now it's not even attack the men. Because that's what a lot of people used to do. They used to do men. You're doing it wrong. How do you Mm -hmm. how do you attack women for a charge? So my biggest my biggest push is charge more money. That's, That's right. my biggest, you know, I, the investment's cool, the tax is fine, life insurance is a must, I'm there, I'll die on that hill that people need mm-hmm. life insurance, because I'm not buying your mama's fish fry, and I don't care how good she cooks, <laughs> I don't care, if you die, I'm not buying a fish fry, I'm not going to do it, <laughs> not even for Lent, not even for Lent will I buy your tasty mama's fish plate, which is not going to do it, so I do think people need life insurance, but charging more money. And it's yes. hard for black women. We have wealth yes. wounds. Yes. We have, you know, ancestral mama. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and survivor's remorse and 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 wealth dysmorphia. It's just all kinds of stuff. We have so mm-hmm. much money trauma. It's really hard for us to even believe 
that anyone will pay us top dollar for anything because mm -hmm. our experience in corporate is that no one will pay us anything for anything. And our experience in, you know, our first business, you know, we get steered into lower paying businesses like we get steered into lower paying jobs. And mm -hmm. for the men listening to this that don't believe that, because I tell men that women get steered into lower paying jobs, I go, that's not true. Women just choose those jobs. And I go, okay, how many white men do you know that are kindergarten teachers? Hello? How many white men have you ever met that are CNAs, certified mm. nurses? How many white men do you know are licensed clinical social workers? I'll wait. Mm. I ain't met one in my life. I've mm. never met a white male licensed clinical social worker. I ain't Come never on, met a man licensed Come clinical social So when you have these jobs that take a ton of education, but pay $30,000, $40,000 a year, at least that's what mm -hmm. they pay here in Alabama. Maybe they pay double that in D.C., but your mortgage $3,000 a month in D.C. So that's right. You, you, you it take it, it's, it's the same when you look at cost of living. They get steered into lower paying entrepreneur fields. Women get steered into jewelry, selling mm -hmm. $5 paparazzi jewelry mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. into the MLMs around clothing, retail, boutiques. The markup is so hard in those restaurants. We get steered into fields that have barely any profit in them. Yep. I, I like to just remind women, you have the choice to go into what you want. Maybe you don't feel confident enough to be a financial consultant, but there's something you could do. And just positioning myself as a wealth coach mm -hmm. or getting licensed and presenting myself as a financial advisor made a night and day difference from when I used to call mm -hmm. myself a financial literacy educator. Mm -hmm. That title alone attracted people who were paycheck to paycheck and couldn't afford to pay me. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying these are bad people. I was paycheck to paycheck for years, but I couldn't afford to pay anybody for help. You can't have a business that has a structure where you don't have any profit. That's and right. I see women that will try to start a nonprofit just to get around having to charge people. And I'm like, ma'am, that's even harder. Now you got to get people to donate for a cause they don't benefit from. It's, it's easy mm -hmm. to sell me coaching because I'm the benefactor. Natalie, I'm going to coach you and you're going to make more money. You know how hard it is to get somebody to write a million dollar check to a cause that don't benefit them? Natalie, you want to give money to the homeless. Yep. I ain't never been homeless, maybe. Now, me, mm -hmm. I have a soft spot. My father's a Vietnam vet and unfortunately he spent a lot of years on the streets because we mm -hmm. don't give a damn about our veterans in this country. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. most people aren't as generous as you would think and don't give to charity on a consistent basis. So people will set up nonprofits, but then be afraid to fundraise. Mm -hmm. And they're in the same bad position as they were with their for-profit. You can't That's get right. away from this money. If you run from money, you need to run back. You need to heal That's that right. wound because it's going to come up in every business model you try. And the men out there aren't any smarter or better than us. No, they're just not at better all. capitalized and they're in better, better business models. That's right. I always tell people that the money is in the marketing message. Mm -hmm. The money is in the marketing message. And it's interesting because you 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 talk a little bit about that with your brand and your movement. So can you share with us just a vision behind the unapologetic wealth brand and the movement that you're creating around that with that community? I really want to eradicate poverty in communities of color. Mm -hmm. I know that's extremely lofty. I really don't care. That's what mm -hmm. I want to do. It's what I intend to do. To eradicate poverty in communities of color by empowering the women in those communities to maximize and monetize their gifts. That's because right. Because when we give black women money, society's ills heal. 
When we mm. give black women economic authority, things that the government couldn't fix for 100 years get fixed. Crime rates plummet. Disease mm -hmm. goes down. Heart attacks, heart disease decrease. The men do better. The children do better. Scholarship funds get funded. The church attendance goes up. When black women mm -hmm. have money, literally every problem society has starts, starts to be van It vanishes. Why mm -hmm. is that? Because black women pour back into their communities mm -hmm. more than any other race of people. You give white men millions of dollars. Some of them are very altruistic and will give some of it back. But some of them and their cronyism just circulated in their own communities. It never actually benefits the Come rest on. of us. But when black women become millionaires, we reach back down and pull people up. So it's imperative that black and brown women heal from the trauma of, of I have to do everything myself. I mm -hmm. have to, you know, if you want it done right, do it yourself. No one will pay me high ticket. My people won't pay me high ticket. If your people won't pay, they're not your people. That's right. If your people don't pay, they're not your people. Put the ideal back in your ideal client archetype. Mm. Why are you trying to convince somebody to buy what you have? That's mm. not selling. That's manipulation. You didn't manipulate me onto your podcast today. You didn't bribe me. You didn't beg mm -hmm. me. You sent the link and I booked the appointment. That's mm -hmm. the kind of person you want to buy from you. Somebody who wants transformation. If you begging, bartering, discounting, you're in the wrong market, sis. You just mm -hmm. you're swimming in the wrong pond. And But again, we have so much trauma and fear and guilt and shame and embarrassment. We're more likely to file bankruptcy, more likely to be foreclosed on, mm -hmm. four times less likely to inherit any kind of property, money, anything. We just don't know what we don't know. And people are so fearful around money. I love that I'm real and I'm honest and I'm approachable. I don't judge people. Ain't nothing right. you can come to a consultation and say that I'm going to judge you for. I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. You've been through a lot. Ditto. Let's talk about where we're going to boss up and do next. Because mm -hmm. God don't care about any of that. Christ redeems. So if, mm -hmm. if God cool with it, I'm cool with it. So let's let's move on. And I'm learning that that makes me very different in the financial space because most people have a judgmental tone. You know, Dave Ramsey almost put me in the ground with this rice and beans, beans <laughs> and rice, work two jobs. I almost fell asleep at the wheel listening to that man. Okay. Now, he ain't no joke, boy. He had me work. <laughs> he was about to bring back indentured servants. <laughs> I was like, man, I am tired. And it was all shame based. It was you, yeah. you got all this debt. You put mm -hmm. yourself in this position. So, what are you going to do about it? You mm -hmm. let down your family. You've chosen mm -hmm. things over them. So, what are you going to do to fix it? It's like, no, no, I didn't do any of this. Right? Society placed these burdens on me mm. and gave me this low paying job. I didn't want a low paying job. That's what was offered to me, and I took it. Because if I hadn't taken it, you would have called me lazy and said I didn't want to work. Mm. And I got student loans because I went to college. Because you said if I didn't go to college, I'd be flipping burgers at McDonald's. Funny mm. how I went to college and still ended up waiting tables at Cracker Barrel. Mm. Make that make sense. Hell, it seemed mm -hmm. like I ended up in the same job I would have ended up with. Without the degree. And then after I got a degree, Cracker Barrel magically tells me I don't qualify to be a manager. There. Ooh, talk about after it. After working there for six years, mm -hmm. I still wasn't good enough, even with a degree, to move mm -hmm. up the corporate ladder. There's a, a huge disparity and, and 
people who are not persons of color do not fully understand hmm. how the system is rigged up against us. And I'm not saying that in a mean way, like they should feel bad for privilege, but acknowledge that you've had a privilege and work to dismantle those systems that hmm. oppress persons because of their skin color. Hmm. Natalie, that's how you coming today. I be taking them to church sometimes. <laughs> They ain't been going to church with the pandemic, so I be having to uh Ooh. ma'am. <laughs> when I when I tell you, I just think something just came out of me. I woo. Well, with that being said, you talk about your ideal customer base, right? Yeah, you talk about it a little bit. You talk about your marketing messaging, what a draw, what draws people in and what keeps people going. You know, what are some of some of the most common money habits you wish every professional woman and business owner would just quit right now give me your top three what should they quit right now working for free mm -hmm. quit it cut it out let it go working for free harms everyone it harms you because you don't have the resources to grow it reinforces that you don't have value that your offer doesn't have value and yep. it harms the person that you're helping because no one wants free advice they won't take the advice. They won't take it seriously because they have nothing invested. So mm -hmm. you wasted your time and their time and you didn't get paid. So I need them to stop working for free or damn near free. Two, I need us to stop looking over our shoulder at what other people doing, looking at other people's homework. Comparison is the thief of joy. People mm -hmm. come to me. Natalie, you're making all this money. I could never do that. Why you worry about what I make? Mm -hmm. what, what I make has nothing to do with you. I have a coach that's been making a million dollars a year since 2014. My business has yet to gross one million dollars a year. But you know what I think about when I talk to her? God, thank you for putting me in the midst with a millionaire so that I can learn how to grow to that level and how to sustain it and how to have a kingdom marriage in the midst. I'm not thinking about jealousy, envy, how she get what I didn't get. If only I had this, it's easy for you to say must be nice. No. That's mm -hmm. how the devil gets you. You mm -hmm. lucky enough to know millionaires, learn from them. That's learn, right. earn while you learn. Mm -hmm. Don't hate. Mm -hmm. And three, trying to do it all by yourself, living in a silo. I'm gonna yeah. tell you, I'm an introvert. I don't, I don't present that way because God really gave me a gift with my voice. But I retreat. When we get mm -hmm. off this call, I'm gonna go get in my bed and read a book and recharge before my next call. Okay. <laughs> My call got two, three hours between them. I need time to like get my brain all the way rebooted, okay? And I used to be very elitist. And it's not what you know is who you know, but it is who you know. Mm -hmm. And we don't like cronyism because it's never benefited us. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, if I had an offer right now and I could put you on and go, look, Armani, I'm going to tell you the truth. I met this millionaire that was looking for X and I thought about you. It's a $30,000 contract. Just let me know mm -hmm. if you're interested and I'll make the connection. Mm -hmm. I bet you like cronyism then. See, mm -hmm. the only reason we don't like it is because mm -hmm. it don't benefit us, but that that's a choice. We choose to not network and not partner. You know, I was talking to a coach who's um not a person of color and she said, um, can I be honest? And you know you're getting some no, you get some when people say, "Can I be honest?" I'm like, All right, I don't, don't, don't be crazy. You be That's honest. The That's the preface for something. Absolutely. Don't be crazy. And she said, 
when when black people want a promotion, they'll go back to college. Mm. White people want a promotion, they'll go to the company mixer. Mm. They'll go to the Christmas party. They'll go to the golf course. Right? And I thought to myself, she's so right. When I wanted a promotion, I went and got an MBA. And when I went another one, I got securities license. And when I wanted another one, I got a certificate. I mean, she read me like a book. It's the Mm. first thing I do. Because we have been taught one more, one more, one more accolade, one more degree, one more year, one more one more offer. I just need one more beta mm. round, one more testimonial. We just all it's the achievement Olympics. We yeah. Usain Bolt. We circling the track. We ain't got mm-hmm. no money. Mm-hmm. We got 30 testimonials, 10 hours of data, 30 modules, yes. seven degrees. We got a postdoctorate. What is a postdoctorate? I have a client with a postdoctorate. I said, do you know that a doctorate is a terminal degree? Mm. She said, of course I know that. I said, what does terminal mean? She said the last. How did you get a degree beyond the last? <laughs> you know they invented that just for us. We said, oh, that's it? We can't, I can't get another one? Oh, no, you got to create one more for me. That can't be my last degree. I just need one more. We had one more disease. So if they could just let go of that one more affliction, instead of one more degree, why don't you make one more connection? Why don't that's you do right. one more call to chat? Why don't you do one that's more right. email to reach out to your list? Why don't you do one more mm-hmm. Facebook post or one more live stream so people know who you are and what you do? We're overeducated and it's not serving mm-hmm. us. Other than racking up hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt, it's not equating to the wealth that we that we deserve and that we desire. It's just, it's just not. It just helps our ego. It just makes us feel good to be educated. But I was sent to college to get a good job. Once I realized I wasn't going to ever have the job I deserved at work, I created my own business so I could That's pay cool. me. This is the first time I made six figures in my life because I'm paying myself six figures That's for funny. my business. That's this is right. my first six-figure job. So I would tell them to stop that that one that one more syndrome because it's 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 dangerous. It's expensive too. Mm. I love that. I love that. That one more syndrome that's powerful. Mm. That is powerful. And we all have it. We oh, all have it. All women have it. We all have it. But we we just we don't know what else to do. It just feels safer than doing the that's inner right. work of that's right. I have trauma around my money, you know, that seems mm-hmm. heavy and difficult. So we're like, nah, I ain't going to go that deep. I'm just gone. Mm-hmm. Let me just go back to school. That'll fix it. And it, it, mm. it doesn't. And and honestly, being overqualified is just as hard as being underqualified. I have had to take my degrees off of resumes to get jobs. Mm. Almost every job I've ever gotten didn't even know I had an MBA. I take mm. my master's and all of my post-master's work off of my my resume. Now tell me what sense that made. Mm-hmm. Pay 50k for a degree and have to hide it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting because in the state of Maryland, um, the Washington Post actually just released an article, I think it was a day or so, that talked about how the governor of the state of Maryland decided to drop the requirement for undergraduate degrees at the state level for state mm-hmm. level jobs. Right? Yep. So see how that that just that alone speaks volumes. Oh, yeah. And Google and Facebook and all of those companies, they don't have any kind of requirements. So we're sending our children to school with outdated information. And me Mm -hmm. and my mother argue about this often. My mom is a baby boomer. She's an older boomer. If I put her age out there, she'll disown me. Um, (laughs) But 
she believes in the college education. And mm -hmm. it's frustrating because I have a $1,200 a month student loan payment. My student loan payment is more than my mortgage and my car note combined. Mm -hmm. Try that mm -hmm. again. My house and my Lexus combined cost less than my student mm -hmm. loan payment. Come on. So I don't feel good about going to college. I don't feel good about it at all, especially considering that I've never had a job that required a degree mm. ever. Now, my mom is one of those. You don't know that the job might, they might just not have mentioned it. Da, 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 da. Bottom line, if I was putting that $1,200 in the stock market, I'd be a millionaire. That's facts. So facts. it's a great way to trip people up because we start off with a negative network. My network been right. negative since I was 20, 21 years old. So we start off in a deficit and the deficit just grows. We're more likely to have uh, IRS debts and liens because we don't understand the tax code. I have a young lady who started a business. Apparently no one told her about estimated quarterly taxes. That's what she's telling me. I, I, I ain't got a reason that she lied. But at the end of the year, she had made like $400,000. She hadn't paid no penny in tax. Oh, come on. And I guess she had lived on it, spent it. I don't know. But when oh, April came, she ain't have it. Mm -hmm. so she owed like $150,000 to the IRS. And they put her on mm -hmm. a payment plan. They threatened her with levies. They were going to take her house mm -hmm. because of ignorance. Yep. That's the kind of thing. So now she's in like an extended five-year payment plan. It's late every year. It's interest. It's fees. It's taxes. Mm -hmm. She had to buy, like, hire a special accountant. Because of the the amount of the the, the overage, it's mm. horrible. I don't mm. think that would happen to a man. I think they come into business a little more prepared, a little more capitalized. When I was at the bank and men would open accounts, they'd have somebody with them. They'd had a their wife or their business partner or their pastor, just somebody. They would they would have a unified front. I go, are y'all both on the account? No, it's just him. Mm -hmm. I'm just here. You know, I'm just here for support. We don't come into the branch with support. My mm. black clients was always in the branch by themselves. Mm. And a lot of times they couldn't even get an account open because we do a hard credit check on the checking account. So they couldn't mm. even get a business checking account. Imagine mm. having a business, having a check made out to the business you need to deposit, but you can't get a business checking account because of your credit. Mm. That's a nightmare. And I met that person. So I started asking myself, where's the disparity? What is the issue? And right. why we don't have support. So mm -hmm. I, I I pray, you know, I, right now I don't have a community of sorts, like a membership, but at some point from my overflow, I'm definitely going to have, right now I have a free Facebook group to kind of keep people within guardrails just so they can't That's say, I didn't know. Right. But I want to have like an actual, like a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. you come and you learn once a month, different topics that rotate. You, you just love to learn because we don't know what we don't know. And That's it's right. easy for us to sit up on our hill and look down and, oh, I see those people down there not making very much money. Must be nice up here in high ticket land. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you got to reach down and pull people up if you're really going to consider yourself to be a leader. That's right. That's right. I echo that. That's beautiful. I echo that. Well, we're going to play a little game. Yay. I like games. We're going to play a little game. You, you actually answered a lot of my preferences. So I think I kind of know. I may know you a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a take. Uh -huh. So we're going to play a little game of this or that. And you're just going to give me your preferences. A lot of it's going to be financial based. Also just talking to your marketing messaging 
and just tell me a little bit more about, you know, just which one you would like to choose. You don't, you can elaborate and sometimes you don't have to elaborate. No right or wrong answers, right? Yes. All right. I think I know this one. Clubhouse or LinkedIn? Clubhouse. <laughs> Generational wealth or wealth transfer? Hmm. Generational wealth. Okay. Trust accounts or IRAs? Trust account. Stocks or real estate investing? Stocks. Real estate is too hard to get into and too hard to get out of. <laughs> estate planning or will? <laughs> uh, estate planning because a will is not enough. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. <laughs> Man, Natalie. Listen, Natalie took us there. She took us there. Talk about mindset. My mind is blown, child. My mind is blown. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I yeah. think you dropped just um, some beautiful nuggets, um, more than nuggets. You dropped gems. You done dropped diamonds. You done dropped rubies. The clarity <laughs> was clear. And I'm just ready to pick them right on up because you done, you done left you left us with crumbs, okay? But I, I tell you, thank you so much for joining us today. And just tell us a little bit more about how you know my audience can stay connected with you, drop your social media handles, your website. How, how could they get in touch with you to possibly work with you in the future? Yes, the site is under construction. It will be nataliebullen.com. Mm -hmm. um, for now, they can join the Unapologetic Wealth Facebook group. Mm -hmm. It is the only Facebook group with that name. I made sure. Mm -hmm. If you see another one, let me know. So my IP is jump on that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you can follow me on Clubhouse at Natalie Bullen. That is where I put the bulk of my content. It is a great place. If you want to hear me run my mouth, you can listen to my replays where I really dig into how to rewrite your money story, because that's really where we need to start. Yeah. What do we believe about money and how is it harming us? And Hmm. Facebook, Instagram at Unapologetic Wealth, Clubhouse at Natalie Bullen. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us. There you have it, Natalie Bullen. This is your host, Armani Diggs, and I am signing out.